So you've got the skeleton of your song. You've got it all flushed out. Maybe the arrangement's done. Maybe you've even written some lyrics. But how do we bring the song to the next level? You know, uh, what do we need to make it come alive to really put our little stamp of individuality on it? So we're going to talk transitions and we'll talk shop and hopefully help you make use of yet another tool in the Tune Shed. It's the Tune Shed. Welcome to the Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music from history, theory, creative process, production, you name it. We're here to become better music listeners, better creators, and better music lovers. I'm your host, Meg Blurry, and I'm here with my dear childhood friend and professional musician, Marty Gray. What's up, Marty? Oh, man. I mean, we're really professional musicians today. So professional? So professional. Um, I'm so excited to jump into your world today. Uh, It's not often you get to jump into a songwriter's whole world in the middle of their creative process and and mess around. Oh, my heck. I know. And, like, (laughs) this specific thing that we're doing today is, like, one of the more annoying parts of songwriting, too. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, it's something that I like never want to do, uh, just because it's not like it's not very glorious, but it makes the whole thing worth it. It's so good. We're we're gonna do transitions. Ooh, yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing to do with someone else or live in front of an audience or something because then it's just play instead of hard work. Yeah, right. And and now um, I have a reason to do this transition. Because I need to make an example of it. <laughs> so I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's the uh, it's the worst impetus ever, but it works and it gets me to do it. So, and transitions are hard. I feel like a lot of times I make two parts, three parts of a beat, and just kind of put them together, and it's okay. And yep. it's like I could just leave it there and move on with my life. Um, but if I put the hard work in, it it makes okay really really good. Um, and it's kind of unclear what that is sometimes. I don't know. I struggle with transitions personally. Transitions are difficult because you can almost never really picture how they're going to go or like imagine what they're going to sound like, um, until they're done, you know, like with the rest Mm. of the song, it's, you know, if you write the chords out, you can kind of visualize or like hear in your head how you want it to sound before Mm -hmm. it happens you know and then you can sort of like work with how you want it to sound on like on the way you know if you write it if you write chords on a piano and you're like well these you know these chords are intended for guitar and like drums and bass you can probably hear what that's going to sound like at least a little bit totally Um, but with like with transitions uh especially the transition we're working on now it's like you could hear twelve thousand different kinds of transitions and a million different instruments to use. And so it's, it's sort of, you have to uh, put your brain in a different spot. Almost. You kind of just have to let Jesus take the wheel a little bit. Start, <laughs> start it. doing stuff, <laughs> you know, just start doing stuff and see what happens. Huh? Yeah. 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 So should we, should we just jump in to the song? Because I think it'll like this whole process will make more sense if we can just hear it. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's send it. So, yeah, should we just take a listen to kind of where you're at? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, might as well. We might as well do this. So I have Perfect. kind of like two halves of a song. The first half is much more subdued, and it's meant for um, another artist. So another she another artist is going to hop on this first part. And then 
the chords kind of change and it goes into this like no man's zone and then the beat picks up and that's where i start and so we're gonna work on that little like no man's zone in the middle um, i see okay but here's the start of it and it just loops for a while so I'll, I'll stop it in the middle but here's what the beginning sounds like Not to get distracted, but it sounds so good. Like subdued is a great word. It's got that kind of like these fun drums and little sizzly things coming in. There's like this nice pad in the background that I really like. And ooh, that's nice. Thanks, bro. Yeah, it wouldn't be a me song without little drummy bits. <laughs> Random <laughs> drummy bits. <laughs> they they add a lot of character though, you know? It, it takes it from, yeah, it just takes it to its own special place, really. I don't know where it comes from, but I know where it gets to. Yeah, and it's. I think it's sort of important to have at least a little bit of drum stuff, um, because of where it ends up. Hmm. You know, so eventually, the the like the drummy bits cut out and the chords change, and then it goes to four on the floor. So this whole beginning section is just like really long, just because the person that I have asked to be on this first part, I just gave her like a big huge section and said, you know, write what you want. I'll I'll shorten it or lengthen this section based on what you write. Oh, so, nice! You know, eventually, I'll I'll play the transition into my part. Okay. So transition would start right here. Yeah, like before I had sort of like a sub pad mm -hmm. and I changed to bass guitar. Let me solo that. The drums. Pretty simple. I like the drums. How would you describe those drums? What kind of feeling? Like they're kind of short and. Yeah, they're sort of like snippy. Yeah, they're <laughs> I'm snippy. Not sure. I'm not sure. I really sure like why. the mood they make, though. You know, they make a cool, like, okay, we're in it kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This whole this whole vibe that I've been into, 
for this new album has been like very neo 80s um mm. but sometimes i like the drums like the 80s drums the huge like gated snare thing um, yeah and sometimes i'm just like nah <laughs> and I, I have no idea why <laughs> who knows well yeah bro. i mean i feel like too much of it is too much of it that's, that's what it is yeah and like you don't want to antiquate it too much. I don't know. It just didn't feel right to add like a like a huge yeah huge verby snare drum there. It's like that would be a really hard transition, right, between the subdued thing to this really big like I don't know reverby toms going do 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 kind of thing or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you may have um, just nailed the reason why I didn't go for it. <laughs> yeah. But even this, That's like right. how do you like you're transitioning between these two parts that are similar but different and that, you know, these kind of drums come in four on the floor, new bass uh right. sound. So like wh- what's the approach here? Well, we need to somehow bring it from even more subdued to like the least subdued. You know, cuz like the drums mm. cut out here this point right here the energy level is at its lowest and then we need to sort of bring it to a climax so right. i think the key here will be like there's this line where the where the new drums start on the downbeat mm-hmm. like i'm gonna call it the downbeat of the b section i okay. think what we need to do is compose stuff for to happen like over that line that's what I think needs to happen. Um, uh, okay. And that, cause that sort of like connects everything. And I think the way we do that is with a ton of automation. I think that's going to be the key here. Yeah. Um, automation is a really fun way to make things swell or. Yeah. You know, reverse. It's going to be your best friend for transitions for sure. Um, what we're going to automate and how we're going to do it. I have no clue. I have no plan <laughs> going into this, but we're just going to throw stuff at this transition. Like, Really, well, okay, first let's take stock of what we have. So we have this piano layer that goes throughout the whole song. And that kind of keeps going throughout this transition. And then the sub is here, sort of outlining the chords. Go back to our episode on um, Only the Bass Note Matters for more context. (laughs) But you can... (laughs) Throw music theory out the window. Only the bass note matters. (laughs) Only the bass note matters. The bass note is the only thing outlining the chords other than this like plucky guitar. So really we just have um, three layers here. Uh, This piano doing sort of a sus chord. The sub outlining the chord. And then this E guitar. Wait, do I see the putty piano from? Yeah, I I muted that because I don't like it. All right. But I, th- I think we're going to use it afterwards. I love it. Oh, man, we need to know that one. I feel like that last bass note, it's like a question. There's tension there. Yeah, I agree. It feels like it's going, like it wants yeah, to maybe go back it could, down. Maybe could like we could actually slide it back down or something. That wouldn't be too bad. Oh, maybe we can slide something down. Yeah, not necessarily the bass note. It could be, but. Oh, that's. Wait, you just. Okay. That's what we're going to automate. We're going to automate the pitch of something. Woohoo! What about a string? Let's try like a weird string. What kind of weird strings do I have? 
Um, Blake has access to my screen, so he's seeing what I'm doing. But I just pulled up Labs, <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> my favorite source of an incredible stuff. Labs. They should sponsor are us, cool. by the way. <laughs> yeah, they really should. Labs is so cool, and like Spitfire, their their paid stuff is awesome too. We can't they say sponsor enough us on too. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's all of all everyone should sponsor us please we just we just casually call that out anytime we say a company name but in reality we're not sponsored by anybody so just so you know this is all this is all just us being us yep you got to use tools sometimes even if they don't give you money that's true (laughs) well we got to find this note so what's this note okay so it's a b flat to a that's what we're going for yeah so we can't with this particular patch, we can't pitch bend it, but what we can mm. do is we can sort of like warp the pitch later with another plugin. Yeah. So why don't we just get the timing right? That's the timbre. Maybe that Ooh. octave is good. I like that. It's not too That's present. Yeah. Yeah, I think, that's, spooky. I think that's good. Yeah, I think maybe what we'll do is we'll freeze it because it's a MIDI. It's a MIDI right now. And then we can try and stretch it. Because I like the hump of that note. It, like, humps over the line perfectly. Yeah. But it just doesn't start early enough. So maybe I'll freeze flatten it. Um, I don't know what this is on Logic, but this is the process of turning any audio track and like printing the plugins on it yeah so essentially just instead of having the plugin actually running you just save the sound wave right Mm. yeah you're just playing the sound wave back yeah i've heard it described as baking baking (laughs) in like let's bake in those plugins or like i've heard it print like let's print it print it you can't because you can't unbake it you know i mean you can pull up the plugin again and remake it but once it's a sound wave it's just a sound wave that's the sound wave you got which is actually a really nice thing for creativity yeah right here is where it's gonna go down a half step but we'll do that a little later yeah yeah let's stretch that out so we want it to sort of start like around the top of the measure. So Ableton's fun because you can just sort of like like click where you want the warping to happen, click where you want it to stop, and then stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it sounds kind of weird. But let's do a little fade ski. <laughs> that's sweet it's sort of like is distorting a little bit i don't mind yeah it though. it's distorting but it's becoming clean as it goes yeah all right i like how that sounds let's do sound shifter so wave sound shifter is what i like for sound shifting it has a ton of latency so we'll have to print it again but i think it's definitely like the cleanest sounding so by the time it hits the bar line, it needs to be a half step lower. <laughs> nope. Whoa, it like wobbles out. Sure does. <laughs> sure does. 
Where's the paddle? Ah, uh, yeah, that's the queen. Too fast. Yeah, that's the queen setting. We do have to do it. Oops. We do have to do it via uh, pitch. The semitones is like the clean break. Oh, I see. Can always do it by ear. Let's see if we can. That's starting to come together. That's nice. The you happy with I that? Do. Yeah, I think it's sounding nice. The only thing I want to do is sort of like slowly wash it out in some reverb. Yeah, possibly. good call. Like start it, start it out dry and then sort of make it bigger. Maybe maybe instead of reverb, we use delay. Delay is kind of fun. Let's play with Echo Boy. Sound Toys Echo Boy. Let's dial in a delay setting that we like and then sort of like slowly fade it in. More feedback, maybe an eighth note dot. Um, I like Echo Boy because it has built-in saturation. Ooh. So we just choose a random one and turn it up. Okay, we need a faster one. I kind of like that. Ooh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, that, that, is that nice. sounds classy. It, it kind of matches the vibe of the song. It sure does. It does sound classy. <laughs> All right. So then let's it's a classy pull up song. Our, let's put out our automation menu, and then sort of like go from zero to fifty. I like it. That's sweet. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Okay, so let me summarize. After playing around with this, we found a little string waveform. We stretched it out a little bit. We threw some delay that gets automated onto it, and we pitch shifted it right as it hits the beginning of the B section. Yeah. And what comes out sounds like this. <laughs> that was the audio file. <laughs> Trust me, bro. <laughs> Wait, will you actually play it one more time, though? I will. I will. <laughs> Hold on, I'm printing it. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're printing it. I can't see that. Honestly, you should just delete it and put in your your little sound that you did. <laughs> Do you ever actually that's a good question. Do you ever like have an idea and you can sing it okay and you just don't really want to put it in? like do all this work in the production so you just sing it and leave it there <laughs> oh, i feel so targeted right now that's so unfair <laughs> that's so Wait, do, you, unfair, do you do yes, that all the time <laughs> oh in fact um i had this like i was working on a song for yeti bear actually he's been on the podcast yeah and i was working on a transition exactly kind of like what we're working on now um mm -hmm. And I was looking for like a like a classical choir sample and was kind of going through the contact ones and couldn't find one that like opened up right. Yeah. Long story short, I was like, I'll just do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you it just wasn't. made. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just laziness. Like. <laughs> oh, it's only lazy for you to just sing a full <laughs> choir. That would be like the <laughs> hardest <know>. thing <laughs> for I, me. I definitely cheated. I like used a doubler to like double each signal like yeah it was de it was definitely a little lazy but it was it's, actually it ended up being cool marty that would be a cool idea for you too just being a professional singer making like a couple different choir sample packs of like 
classic vocal stacks that you kind of use a lot. That'd be really fun to play with. It's actually a really good idea. I haven't I haven't ever thought of making like a vocal sample pack. How often do you make vocal stacks that are of similar quality where you have like Tons. like the panning the similar and the yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's part of my sound. It's like an uh an 8 or a 16 part thing that's just me doubled and hard panned. That's <laughs> sort of like a staple of mine. That I might love be that. really cool. I've never thought to like try and sell that. <laughs> or like give it to people <laughs> i've never thought to do that yeah you should give it a try that'd be cool i'd play I with think that. that'd be cool too yep all right so we we've got our cello thing i also kind of in the middle thought another cool automation thing obviously is to play with filters specifically on eq so to like take the high end in and out of something mm. that that might be sweet that might be cool to play with um why don't we figure out what chord this is and find some sort of like 80s or sounding synth pad? Ooh, okay. So, well, we would be remiss if we didn't pull up Brian Funk's Juno pad. <laughs> let's, we let's love go Brian for it. Funk. We're, we stand Brian Funk, bro. His Juno patches are sweet. Let's just pull up a random one and see if it gives us what we need. Juno Warmth. This is a nice name. That's actually... What is this chord? D, E, B flat. I don't know. Unnamed creepy chord. <laughs> wow, that is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of... Well, it, I mean, theoretically it would be like G minor. Yeah, it would be minor four, but it's more creepy. Maybe Super creepy. Yeah, so this would make it an E fully diminished. So E, G, B flat, D. Hey, diminished chords are good for transitions, right? They are good for transitions. It's That's that's perf. They Man, go we've got to do a... need to. They do. We've got to do a diminished and augmented chords. Have we done that before? Talked I don't think about we have. Diminished and augmented stuff. Ooh. I don't think we have. I don't think we have either. That might be worth it. Okay, so back to the we we keep getting distracted with all these ideas, bro. I know. Yeah. If only we weren't creative geniuses. No, I'm just oh, kidding. <laughs> too many ideas. <laughs> We're just. Uh... You ever hear that? Like, John Lennon was just like. A crazy ideas machine and then like paul mccartney was sort of in charge of like being the filter huh i haven't I heard know. that i don't know if that's true at all but that's that's what someone told me one time i think that would be a productive dynamic though because it's kind of hard to both be the filter and the ideas machine it's true too many ideas machines and nothing gets done true well okay so Case maybe we should start <laughs> i know <laughs> someday we'll start on this transition <laughs> We've got this chord. This, uh, I think this is a good register. So maybe we start. Okay, here's an idea. Maybe we'll start the chord before and like fade it in, and then sort of like use a filter to make it go. And then oh yeah, it like it down. gets it gets bright with all the high frequencies coming in, and then pull that back out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think maybe we'll start at the chord before. 
So let's see, okay. what do we have in the chord before? So the, the piano is still just like one. It's like, it's like D, E, G. Mm-hmm. Ba, ba, ba. So it really is B minor here. I think that's theoretically sound, right? So let's just let's just let me just play it. It's gonna sound like crap, but let me just uh plunk it out yeah. and we can shape it later. Sure thing. So why would I not play that E? Yeah, I think that's right. Keep try it simple again. out there. Yeah, just the just easy triads. Consider it plunked out. Yeah, it's plunked out. So, but I did start playing too early, so I'm gonna slide those MIDI notes over. <laughs> it's a cool thing about MIDI; you don't have to play it right. Not at all. Yeah, and I sort of added that G to make it fully diminished. Oh well, well, or a full half diminished chord. I don't know oh. why I did that. The 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 spirit just moved me. But it's a great yeah, way. To, that's a great reason to do things. Yeah, I was just like, my finger just pressed the G, and I was like, oh, I don't know, for sure. We'll see if it works <laughs> out. <laughs> okay. Um, the question is, do we freeze flatten this so we can play with the audio? We have to kind of commit. Ooh. Let's actually not do that. Let's stick with MIDI, and let's fade mm -hmm. it in with a utility plugin. Um. So now we're going to automate the gain, set it to zero, and then sort of... Let's listen to it again and choose a peak point. So I kind of, maybe I yeah. want it to peak like a measure before that line that we were talking about. Yeah, because that line we were doing is actually a swell down. So I feel like the peak happens before that and then it all kind of settles into the four on the floor beat. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. Okay, so maybe I'll then... Maybe I shouldn't fade it out to zero over the line. Just sort of like maybe whoosh it out with the same kind of delay. Use the Ooh. same trick again. Let's automate the delay in there first. Let's just like use the same exact shit that we did before. Sometimes it's good to just not remake the wheel. Just use the same old wheel. Yeah, I, I think, well, like whoever reinvented the wheel use something other than a circle and it sucked that's true you know you ever see those unicyclers that are on squares oh, it's no. literally just a square with pegs coming out of it there's no chain there's no seat it's just a square with pegs what? and they how just does that go. work it i don't know it looks terrible oh geez <laughs> um okay oh my god i i forgot how to delete a an automation point in Ableton because I've been uh -oh. doing it in Pro Tools so much. <laughs> I pressed control click and it didn't do anything and I was like, oh no. I mistranslated. Okay, That's so here's the whole issue is short shortcuts. Yeah, shortcuts are kind of a struggle sometimes. You just you, it's like speaking two languages, you just like mix them up. Exactly, yeah. Mix them up so much. Okay. So now I have this delay sort of going. Let's see what that sounds like with the with the volume fade. Gotta fade the delay. 
like it. I think I need, I'm gonna need the volume to sort of like taper off more. Mm-hmm. Maybe, or just change chords back to major. Yeah, I kind of felt that either these, the new stuff needs to pitch shift down or move or disappear because that pitch shift. Let's just draw in a resolution. What do you think? <laughs> ah, I love like, it. Like that A f or the B flat resolves down to A in the cello. So we might as well mm -hmm. just like draw in a, an A in the, in the road. Beautiful. Or not the road, the Juno. Let's see what that sounds like. kind of want it to be a little quieter overall and then you know what because this sample really doesn't have a ton of high end so yeah here's what we're gonna do we're going to we're gonna do the reverse so usually what you start with is a ton of high end you chop it out and then leak it in i think we should automate a little bit of distortion that might be sweet Ooh. so do like yeah, sorry, go ahead. Wait, is the idea to put distortion on to sort of make some high end? Yeah. Yeah, why and not? And then automate that? Yeah. Whoa. Just sort of like crackle it in and see what happens. I mean, we have so many distortion plugins. What should we use? <laughs> Maybe we should use, ooh, you know what we're going to use? Let's use Shapeshifter. This is the plugin that Dan was telling us about. He was also on the podcast. Oh, yeah, Dan Longa. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes dan longa yeah he recommended this uh plugin uh that was a great episode dude that was sweet i use both of his recommendations a lot now actually shapeshifter and digitalis by aberrant oh wow nice they're both so good always um, learning always growing bro you gotta keep using new tools because it's exciting all right let's use keys gritty so the idea here is to get a preset that we like and then automate the dry wet in. So okay. let's just solo this. Yeah, that's that's gritty enough for me. Yeah. It's actually so, like a gentle grit. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's pretty pretty subtle. It's not like you know, there are there are wrong kinds of there are wrong answers here. Yeah, totally. I like your style too of like before you automate something you Find something you like first and then yeah. play with the levels. Yeah, might as well. Let's see what that looks like. I'm just going straight zero to 100. I don't know what it's going to sound like, but. Oh, that drops out in volume pretty hard. Maybe that's not such a bad thing. We'll see it in context. Yeah, it all depends on the context. Mm hmm. Then the peak, I actually kind of mis misclicked, but. Hmm. Yeah, the dry wet sort of plays with the volume a little too much. I think you should let it come in a little bit more in the beginning. I think you're right. Maybe I'll start the, maybe I'll start the volume sort of at like negative 20. Yeah, just quiet because it's still coming in when the like the other stuff is happening, and then when everything drops out, it's it's swelling. Agreed. Maybe I'll make this little volume automation more slopey, 
to let mm. the shapeshifter sort of do the volume automation for me. Let's see how that sounds. Yeah, I think the dry wet needs to start out a little hotter too. And then the automation needs to start from zero. Because I do like it coming from zero. Yeah. Makes it a bigger change. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting there. It's closer. It's getting there, yeah. I'm into it. Maybe I'm into I'm, it too. Maybe I want this to like, I want this to continue. I want to fade it out after a long while. Yeah, it's a nice idea because it kind of like overlaps into the next section and, and connects them. Yeah. It is a transition after all. That's really nice, actually. That's pretty cool. Super nice. Okay, cool. You know, we added, we've added a significant amount of high end. I feel like we can, we can do another shape. Like we can shape it again. What like, if we shape? Okay, so what if we shape a filter over that line? Huh. Let's pull up a filter. Let's see. Let's just play with it like manually first. So here's a filter all the way down. For those of you who don't, who are, aren't sure what I'm talking about by a filter, um, just pull up an EQ and make a a low pass filter so like it's cutting out high end and to play with it you just like drag that node down so that it rejects most of the stuff and then you sort of drag it up to open up more of the frequency so this is what it would sound like that sort of idea that's I didn't pretty do it cool well, but i think that's sweet yeah. I think that could be really dope. Okay. Yeah. Makes Let's, even more tension. I agree. Yeah. The more movement you can have over transitions, like the better. So let's start it out to where it's rejecting most stuff. Make the peak around, well, obviously right on this line. And then slowly fade it out again. So let's find a spot that we like. Maybe just open it up all the way, because I sort of like how it was sounding before. Okay, that's a little bit aggressive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let's Good to um, start aggressive and then tail it off. Yeah. Split the diff, maybe. Let's see what that sounds like. It blends it so nicely when the slope at the end, like it just you hear that sound kind of disappearing mm -hmm. as the beat gets going. Yeah, I love it. That sounds great. Sweet. Cool. I'm I'm into it. Let's keep going. Okay, sorry folks. We cut the episode short because we ended up recording for like 40 minutes. We got carried away. <laughs> we wanted to do so much. So this is the end of episode <laughs> one. Please stick around for episode two where we do reverb sweepies. Reverse reverb sweepies. Classic trick. All right. See y'all soon. Much love. <laughs>